how do you turn around a bad game so that by the end of the game you have actually had a really strong performance even though maybe in the beginning it didn't start off so well well i would consider this to be a critical ability for high level basketball and this is something that uh in a lot of cases when the game isn't going their way i see many up-and-coming players kind of packing it in and settling for a performance that they didn't need to have if they just kept pushing. So I want to give you some specific techniques and approaches for when the game isn't going your way so that hopefully you can turn that thing around and have a good game in the end. And we'll start off just by uh, quickly visualizing and painting a picture of what these games really feel like. This will help. So all of us have had the experience, right, of going into a game excited and determined and worked up like this is going to be the game when I show my real ability. We get onto the court or maybe we don't even start the game, but when we get in, the ball just isn't coming our way. Our shots aren't falling, our teammates are like kind of gaining momentum and stepping into the spotlight and we feel like we're sort of fading into the background of the game almost like we're watching it happen around us rather than being active in in playing it right we've all had this experience and as it starts to happen and the minutes are ticking away we begin looking at the clock oh like first quarter's gone by second quarter's gone by now it's halftime now i only have two points or i'm scoreless and i'm just not in this game it's just going to be another one of those games where i go home with this knot in my throat and like i wonder why i've like when I'm ever going to make it in basketball, we've all had these thoughts. And I bring this up now to share with you that there is not a player on the planet who hasn't gone through this. So with that in mind, let's go back to that critical moment in first or second or, uh, you know, second quarter or halftime when we start to get the thought that it's just going to be another one of those games. Well, my basic premise in this talk is that the great ones never no matter how far the game has gone until the very final buzzer they never settle and and like let go into that train of thought they always 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 keep pushing and there's this relentlessness that we see in players like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all of the great ones, that they just keep on coming until they break through. When others fold, they push forwards. And one of the best, well, my favorite example of this anyway, was 2010 NBA Finals Game 7, Lakers Celtics. Kobe <laughs> is... I would say in the biggest game of his career, really, like that that was a legacy-defining game. If the Lakers lose to the Celtics, you know, his, his legacy is a lot different. He comes out and he shoots 25% from the field. Could you imagine that happening? You're the leading scorer. I don't know if leading scorer in the league at the time, but one of. And leading scorer for his team, of course. And <laughs> he shoots 25%. The Celtics are bodying him. They're playing super aggressive. Uh, they're double teaming him. Their whole defense is like constructed to beat Kobe, showing him different defenders and so on. And he's exhausted at the same time. And he's just having like terrible game. <laughs> it's hard to watch, honestly. It's a really, really gritty, ugly game. So imagine you're in the big biggest game of your career and this happens to you. What do you do? Well, if you start to fall for those thoughts, like, oh, I'm... It's just going to be another one of those games and you start mentally unconsciously settling well 
again, this is where the great ones are separated from those who never make it. What Kobe did was dig even deeper, keep on pushing, and focus on areas of the game outside of just scoring. So he ended up with 15 rebounds that game. Again, as a shooting guard, he went in and crashed the boards harder than like I'd, I'd ever seen him at that point. Maybe there's other games where he did this, but he played hard, gritty basketball. He dug even deeper. And as a result of grabbing all those rebounds and making all these hustle plays and just relentlessly never taking his foot off the gas, even though he wasn't shooting and scoring well, he ended up with 23 points at the end of the game because he naturally found himself in positions to score off of those rebounds and hustle plays and he would get fouled and he just grinded his way to not such a terrible stat line in the end despite the shooting performance. So as you know, Lakers won that game. It was an ugly, <laughs> ugly game, but Kobe's legacy is intact as a result. So there's a lot to learn from this, and I've broken this down into three really specific steps that you can take to approach these games and hopefully turn them around for yourself. First one, don't change your thoughts, change your actions. Whenever we find ourselves in these situations, naturally those like not so good thoughts begin to come up like, oh, it's just going to be another one of those games. When am I going to start scoring? Like, Why is my coach not playing me, giving me touches and so on? What a lot of us try to do is change our thoughts in a certain way, like, no, think positive. And here's the deal. Your thoughts have never scored a single point. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you're thinking, okay? This is like classical law of presence. Law of presence states that performance increases as thought decreases. So good, bad, neutral thoughts, they're all distractions from what's happening right now. Okay? So rather than pulling your attention even further away from the game and trying to think your way out of this thought loop, change your actions. Okay, So you've probably noticed as an analogy that if you're feeling a little bit down, just not feeling so hot, your, your mood isn't great during the day, and you go and do a hard workout, you almost instantly feel a lot better. By the end of the workout, you come out and you're like uplifted and feeling good. Well, the same thing goes during a game when you are stuck in this negative thought spiral, rather than just sitting there and like thinking your way out of it, dig deeper, turn that mental energy into physical energy into, in well, we'll get into this in step two, but aggressive physical energy, dig deeper on defense in rebounding in areas of the game that you can control. Okay. So Whenever you find yourself stuck up in your thoughts, don't try to change them. Just come down into your actions. What's happening right now? What can I do right now? And this brings us into step two, which is to focus on controllable actions, actions that you can control. You can't always control whether or not you get the ball. You can't control in all cases whether or not all of your shots go in. You can't control uh, many of the like aspects of the flow of the game. There's 10 players on the court, two coaches and a bench and fans, like a lot is out of our control. What can you control? How, dig, how deep you dig on defense, how hard you crash the boards, how hard you play, like physical exertion is the way out of a negative thought spiral and a negative spiral in general in the game. 
when you do this and you turn again that mental energy into physical aggressive energy and you just say i'm going to play as hard as i possibly can forget about scoring forget about how my shots are falling or not falling whether or not i'm getting touches let me just play as hard as i can you will naturally find yourself in positions to score in the same way as kobe had 23 points at the end of that 25 percent shooting game he did it because he got 15 rebounds and he was hustling and grinding and never letting up. He didn't like put his foot on the brake and say, oh, my shots aren't falling. Let me like play softer. No, he played harder and harder and harder and harder and found his way back into the game through actions that he could control. So the, <laughs> the other aspect of this that I'm sure will come up for some players is what to do if you're not on the court? Like what actions can you take? Well, the first like kind of honest answer here is that you got to do this in practice and then you'll get onto the court more often. So this is like not just in games, but in practices, if things, you know, aren't swinging your way, if the your coach and teammates aren't focused on you, you find your way into the core of the team. Like you make yourself a valuable player by doing this, <laughs> by digging deeper on defense, rebounding, hustle plays, playing as hard as you can within the aspects of the game that you can control. So you'll get more playing time by doing this in practice. Also, when you're on the bench in a game, things aren't going your way, you're not getting time and touches and so on, turn your attention rather than upwards in your thoughts and thinking to yourself about how you're playing or not playing, turn your attention outwards onto the game and contribute from the bench in whatever way that you can, whatever way you can. And I'm not saying like cheesy, rah, rah, let's go guys kind of stuff that like there's nothing more annoying than that guy on the bench, right? Genuinely contribute in whatever way that you can. If you notice something on the court, bring it up If you to, to a teammate of yours. If somebody needs a towel or a water bottle, get it for them. Like put your pride aside and become valuable in whatever way that you can be valuable. These are the actions that you can take. You can of course cheer and so on and so forth. But I, my only warning with that is like not to become the cheerleader on the bench. That's just blindly trying to emit positivity in a fake way. Like really be, uh, tactical and considerate with like how can you be the most valuable member of the bench as you possibly can be so by becoming more valuable in practice by becoming more valuable on the bench you find your way into the game finally step number three and this is sort of like a more big picture step here is to expect expect ahead of time adversity challenge struggle expect and like this is kind of a guarantee, right? You will make mistakes. You will miss shots almost for sure. Very few players have ever like made every single shot during a game who, who put up a decent volume. Very few players. And one of uh, my favorite quotes about this actually comes from, uh, I'm a big fan of Dustin Poirier, a UFC fighter, former interim UFC champion in the lightweight division. Uh, you probably saw him fight Connor like three times. Dustin has a way of saying this. He goes, it's not a fight until there's an obstacle to overcome. Well, you can imagine how critical this ability is uh, in MMA, in the UFC. Like, if you can't get hit, you can't fight. When the fight's not going your way, you 
better <laughs> be able to dig deeper and turn that thing around. Otherwise, there's like real physical consequences and consequences to your career because you might only fight once, twice, three times in a year. And taking losses is a really big deal. So you got to be able to turn these things around. And there was this, this beautiful quote from one of Dustin Poirier's teammates that he goes, this is uh, Jorge Masvidal. If you're not a UFC fan, don't worry about this. The, the point is the same. He goes, when the bullets are flying, bet on Dustin Poirier. <laughs> when the bullets are flying, take pride in your ability to deliver and be reliable. Whether or not the shots are falling, you will get gritty and dig deep and push your way through until the flow of the game turns back towards you. So the point is basketball is wildly unpredictable it's a game of runs it's a game of momentum and guaranteed <laughs> in big games that game is going to swing okay it's your ability to ride the momentum and not to get thrown off by the waves that crash on top of you but to be able to surf them and say okay things aren't going let me like find my way back into this game Till the final buzzer goes, I'm going to spend every last second with my foot on the gas, not settling and saying, oh, this is just going to be another one of those games. But I anticipate and I expect adversity. I expect it. And frankly, I enjoy it. One of our players, uh, Deep Game members, put it this way in our forum once. He said, would you even play if every shot went in? It's a good question, right? Would you actually even play basketball if like guaranteed every shot went in? Probably not. It'd get really boring really fast. It's the adversity and the struggle and the challenge that makes the game of basketball so much fun. <laughs> so go into the game expecting mistakes, expecting a fight, and be ready to fight. When the punch comes, when the mistake is made, when you get stripped at half court and your man goes all the way to the other end for an uncontested layup and you're embarrassed, all of these things that can happen when you miss a shot in front of everybody. So, all right, fights on, fights on. Expect that adversity and be willing to push through. So when this becomes really powerful is when it becomes a sort of identity level, uh, an, an aspect of your identity when the bullets are flying, you can bet on you. <laughs> Pride yourself on this ability to never let your foot off the gas and to always keep on pushing. And as a, a quick recap, the way that we do this, don't change your thoughts. Your thoughts have never scored a point. Change your actions. Focus on what's happening right now and focus, step number two, on controllable actions. How Deep can you dig on defense, on crashing the boards, hustle plays, so on and so forth. Things that you have total control over. And then go into every single game expecting adversity, expecting a fight, and being ready to fight through that adversity. I'll wrap this up by saying that, well, I, this should be obvious, <laughs> but bad games happen to everybody, okay? Following these three steps doesn't by any means guarantee that you're going to be able to turn that game around and have a good game, but man, it will stack the it will stack the deck in your favor every time. If you do these three things, you'll have a much better shot at having a good game in the end. And as we saw, like bad games happen to literally every player, including Kobe. MJ's had bad games. It's guaranteed. All right. So if bad games do happen, 
the way that I like to put this is mine the gold of the experience. Within every bad game, there are really significant lessons that you can take and feedback that you can get from that game, just like through your experience of the game, it's giving you feedback. Here are where the holes in your game are. Oh, I got shut down by this man in this position, or I like kept on missing this one, uh, this one read, or whatever the case may be. Bad games are like a mirror into your development as a player. And so in the end, you may find that that bad game was a really good thing <laughs> by the end of your career because you learned so much from it. And so in the same way, you might actually find that that bad game is even more valuable to you in the long term than having had a good game. So expect those bad games to happen. They happen to everybody. Mine the gold of that experience. And if you can do that, bad games, so to speak, will actually generate long-term success for you in this game. And I know that that's what you want. So my question to you <laughs> for this talk, if you can leave me a comment with this or reach out, what is the most valuable lesson that you learned from your worst performance that you can remember? The most frustrating game looking back and this could be a real game, could be even a pickup game or a one-on-one -on -one game, whatever the case may be, whatever comes to mind for you. What's the most valuable lesson that you learned? And I'll challenge you, like really mine the gold here because in a lot of cases, some of us like glossed over those lessons. We were so uh, discouraged and frustrated by the bad game that we didn't take the time to actually mine that gold. So I'm saying, do it now. Dig back into that memory bank. <laughs> mine that gold and let me know what it is. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you need any help at all, let us know and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass where you'll learn all of the basic fundamental principles that, in my opinion, every serious basketball player should know about the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives. And again, it's completely free of charge today. So head over to deepgame.com, join us, and I will see you there.